seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. My name is Bill Parmentier of W. Parmentier Photography. I'm Justin Kerr of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia Piazza with Custom Marketing Solutions. And together we make up the Marketing, marketing Essentials, Essentials team. team. Got it that time. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> the look. Anyway, today's question is, how much should I spend for a website? And Mr. Kerr is going to uh, enlighten us. Yeah. <laughs> so how much should we spend for a website? Um, a million dollars. Thanks so, for joining thank us, everybody. <laughs> No. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Wish it was that easy, right? Yeah, yeah. A million dollars. is like make one website or entire. Yep. Um, maybe two. Yeah, maybe two, yeah. I, you know, we've been covering this topic now for several podcasts. You know, how much I spent, should I spend for a logo? How much should I spend for a photo shoot? And, I, you know, the running theme through all of these is, well, what is it that you, what is your goal? What do you want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. And I think for this question, how much should I spend on a website, is no different. It's like, what do you want the website to do? You know, and you need to have a strategy. And that will determine how much investment you're going to have uh, into a website. So I think you need to spend time identifying a couple of things. One, your target audience. Who are you trying to reach? Uh, developing your mission statement or your unique value proposition. Mm-hmm. And that is all about you know, what is it that you're bringing to the marketplace? What is your unique offering? You know, why should people care about your service or product? Okay. And what do you want the prospective customers or the users of your website, what do you want them to do when they arrive? Uh-huh. Buy stuff. Buy, well, okay, that's one option. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There's a lot of things I want them to realize how do. great I am. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No. Oh, that's Bill's objective. There I want them to realize how great I am. <laughs> so it'll just be a one-page site. I was thinking half a page. Oh, half a page. Share it with... Uh, I, I'll share it with you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> oh. speaking of uh, million-dollar websites, there was this... Uh, I don't know if you remember. This goes back several years. It's called the Million Dollar Website. And it was, yeah. Ooh, I know this one. It's and a bunch of little pixels that had A bunch of little pixels, and you could buy a space. And I don't know if it was a one by one by, or it was like a 10 by 10. I think it was a 10 by 10, if I remember correctly. I, I yeah, it was remember. a small piece of real estate, and you'd buy it for a buck. Mm-hmm. And you could put whatever you wanted in that 10 by 10 pixel space. But they sold these $1 spaces, they sold a million of them, and that was a million-dollar website. And they, and they actually got wow. the money, too. They, they actually sold everything. made it. Yeah, that, was a, actually, that was way back when. That's got to be 30 years ago. That's a bigger uh, scam. Maybe not 30, but 25. 20 years ago, maybe? 20, 25, yeah. It was yeah, a while ago. It was, it, was, it was a while ago. But, I mean, it was a... At least it was still in... It's one of those things, like, the first person that has the idea is brilliant. And everybody else that has the same idea as a copycat. Yeah. 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 So Only works one time. One time. Mm. So we need to... Oh, never mind. That's like the story. guy who invented post-it notes or something. <laughs> yeah, everyone wishes so, that idea. All right. So back to the topic. Um, you we, need to figure out what it is you want your website to do. So target audience, your mission statement, your unique value proposition. Get people I, to buy a $1 piece of real estate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you want your users to do when they arrive right. on the website? So how many different types of websites are there? Mm. Well, I... You know, there's probably several different categories, but I've created just a few. So 
Uh, and I put these in sort of price point categories. So like, you know, when you go to a um, restaurant, sometimes they'll have little dollar signs next to the different menu mm-hmm. items. So you can see like what's the cheap, you know, what's the intermediate and what's the expensive sure, item on sure. the menu. Yeah. So at the, at the bottom, the, the bargain uh, website level uh, would be an online brochure. And that's basically a very simple site, just a couple of pages, and it's who you are, what you do, and a way to contact you. So a contact form or a page with your contact information on it. Very, very simple. Um, You could even say, okay, expand it out a little bit. Maybe it includes a portfolio of your work. Mm -hmm. But a lot of um, freelancers have these online brochures, and it's basic information what they do, who they are, and how to get a hold of them. Yeah, that's very common with, in the photography field. Most of your photographers will have that style site, yeah. usually nothing too heavy. And those are very simple to put together. Mm-hmm. They don't usually cost a lot of money. Matter of fact, you could go out and find, you know, within minutes you could find a template that you could mm-hmm. um, populate with your information. And, you, mm-hmm. you know, in an afternoon, boom, you got a website. Mm-hmm. So that's at the, the sort of the economic uh, bottom uh, end of the scale. End. Yeah. Uh, moving up to the two to three dollar sign level. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's that's kind of the way we're doing this. So that was the the online brochure was the one dollar sign. Yeah. Now the two to three dollar sign. Uh, that's what I call a marketing platform for your business. And this is where a good majority of the people are going to or live as far as having a website for their business. You know, it's a marketing platform. Mm-hmm. So. It provides the information of who you are, what you do, why it's important to your audience, and, but it also has aspects to it as far as establishing your expertise. Maybe it contains a blog, you know, where you publish regularly, establishing your expertise, or maybe it contains uh, white papers or eBooks that people download, you know, that you produce. Mm-hmm. Um, it also has multiple engagement points, so it's not just a simple contact form. There may be things. For people to do like you know download resources, there might be a live chat feature. There might be sign up for our newsletter. Um, you know, it's multiple a ways. More complicated. Yeah, a little bit more complicated, but it's really a, a tool for marketing your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the same level uh, of you know the two to three dollar sign level is e-commerce site, and that's where you know the website is your business. This is how you. Uh, so like an online retailer. Or yeah. Or? Yeah. Okay. So if you're, let's say you're 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 selling widgets, mm-hmm. uh, and you do it through your website. So someone comes to your website, and there's information about you know your company, and maybe a little bit of information about the process of how you make these widgets, or why these widgets are the greatest thing, you mm-hmm. know, ever, or they're better than the other company's widgets. Um, you know, there might be a little bit of a knowledge base there. Maybe you have a blog about you know the widget industry, um, where you become sort of an expert in widget manufacturing, Mm -hmm. but the core of it is the store. Mm -hmm. So it's where people can go to shop, research, and purchase your widgets and have them shipped right to their door. So basically you're putting a whole shopping cart aspect at the the back end. The site is your business. You don't have a brick and mortar location. All your revenue comes through that website. So yeah, I can see how that would get a little on the complicated side, trying to figure out a way to... I mean, I guess you need to have some sort of expertise on how to set up that shopping cart and make sure it 
you get paid at the end of the day. You know? Right. right. <laughs> and there, is there extra levels of security too since people are entering their mm-hmm. credit cards? And yes, yes. Those are all considerations for an e-commerce site. Now there are platforms out there that are built specifically for creating uh, e-commerce sites. You know, Shopify is one of them. Etsy, another one. Uh, well, Etsy is, um, that's like a little that. different animal. That's, that's uh, um, a platform where people go and set up their own little mini shops within the Etsy site. Kind of like an Amazon stuff. store, right? Yeah. A little bit, or like uh, an like eBay an Am- yeah. store. A little bit like an Amazon marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas uh, Shopify and Magento are are web development platforms that are built specifically to create gotcha. Uh, gotcha. e-commerce sites. So they have all the stuff sort of baked in um, versus going out and having a custom site developed uh, mm-hmm. for your for your store. So it's kind of like WordPress or Squarespace as a platform. Best way to think about it like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good analogy. Uh, and then at the highest level, uh, the 3 to $4 sign uh, level, you have online applications. So that is a custom-coded site that performs a specific service. So need an example of that. Um, Basecamp. Basecamp would be a good example. Salesforce. Yes. Salesforce. Salesforce is another one, yes. What colleges? Uh, they have the college courses and stuff that you have to register for. Yeah, online. if, if there was a site that was, yeah, it was offering online courses, yes, that's a custom application. Banks so, a lot of the time. Have, yes, online banking, online banking is a custom application. So that's, gotcha, so that's a high end. Yeah, that's, that's a very sophisticated you're not going to go out and find a template for that. That's a custom-coded no application <laughs> that's built from the ground up because there's a lot of custom logic to it, a lot of custom mm-hmm. code to it. Um, there's security. Right. When uh, I log into my bank account, I guess it's good that I see my own. Yes. It's a little bit of custom work there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that brings up another question. When, yeah. you, when you're dealing with these different levels of websites, how important is it when you're dealing with a graphic designer who's going to design that for you? that they work well with the coder, the person that's coding the back end, that's putting all that together. Oh, sure. that's huge, yeah. Yeah, it's, a good one. it's, a, it's very important. Um, now, at the lower levels, you don't, that consideration isn't quite as important. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you're putting together a pretty sophisticated marketing website or an e-commerce site, mm-hmm. or especially an online application, it's very, very important that you're working with uh, the designer who is, they don't have to know how to code or program necessarily, but they have to be well-versed enough to be able to cooperate with a, a programmer or a coder uh, so that you know this site comes together in a very efficient and effective way. So I was actually having this conversation with someone, and tell me your thoughts on this or if I'm missing something, but we were almost thinking about a website in like almost four different quadrants. So you have your coder and the technical side, you have your designer who's mm-hmm. good at the aesthetics and the visuals, UX is another thing. Some designers are really good at that UX, which is user experience. Mm -hmm. So how people will naturally navigate through the site. Um, And also content is another piece. Absolutely. So you have like the, to me, those are like four different things. And if you're not willing to do some of the content yourself, you're going to have to pay someone for that. Mm -hmm. And it, it amazes me how many people will have these beautiful websites built and then give no thought to the content. Mm hmm. Content is king. You think? <laughs> they kind of forget about that, I feel yeah. like. like yeah. They just yeah. think that they can plug some generic text in there and they're good. Well, a great example of content 
uh, being king is Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Now, Craigslist is one of the homeliest looking websites, aesthetically speaking. Sure. And they've never changed it. Never changed. Their content is golden, though. Mm-hmm. You know? And the UX, I think they don't change it because the user experience is so ingrained that we know Craigslist is set up with these categories by these regions, yep. and you just click the blue link, and there's yeah, your I'll, ad. I'll tell and, you, they did make one change. I mean, maybe it's a, a format set up on mine, but they moved around on my screen where certain things was, mm. was, were. And I was like, wait a minute, where did this go? It's over on the right-hand side now instead of the left. It threw me off because I'm so used to it being the same way. But other than that, it doesn't look any different. Than it did 10, 15 years ago. No. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, were they around 15 years ago? It's been a while. Yeah, at least 15. At least. Yeah. I I know. uh, 15 years, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. it's been a, it's been it really has more of a feel like almost like an online messaging board or something along that line. Yeah. That, that's what it really that. reminds me of. But the, <laughs> At uh, least just Googling. I want to say out. they came around in 2002, so we'll see how close I get. Let's see. I would say 2000. 2000? Yeah, okay. why not? I'm guessing. See, we're um, all guessing. But they're a good example of, <laughs> you know, they're, they're not going to win any design Holy awards. Holy cow. What? About 23 years. 23 years. It's Ooh. probably one of those things that started on the West Coast because all the cool things start on the West Coast and we <laughs> got it like 10 years later. It's either that or it was some geek in his basement going, I'm, I'm alive, only two people are seeing it, but yeah. I'm, alive, I'm alive for the next, uh, yeah. for the first um, five years, you know? Yeah, so they've been around a while, wow, 23 years. Yeah, uh, I'm getting old, so don't worry. Yeah, so it, uh, before 2000, it, was, it goes back into the 90s. 95, guys. 95. That's pretty much the beginning of the, the web. The internet, pretty much, yeah. Well, not the internet, but the web. It's true, yeah. It's right, um, back then it was. Internet actually goes back to the uh, late 60s, yeah, early was, 70s. Yeah, okay. but, yeah. Um, yeah, the web as as far as like a that's back to AOL days. Oh, no, it goes back to that's goes <laughs> no, no. Back I'm to talking the, about Craigslist when they oh, first started. Oh, Craigslist, yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. It um, definitely probably started in a region and took off across. Oh, sure. I think it started. Yeah. If I you got the Wikipedia page, I think it started in San Francisco. Correct. Oh, go Justin. Bingo, ding, ding, ding. Do we want to Should do a little we, trivia today? I'm going to have to <laughs> do a little bell thing when we go back um, and edit this. But and the founder's there, name was Craig. Craig, what? yeah, Craigslist. No way. <laughs> I thought it was Frank. But. You know, like I said, they're not going to win any design awards. Their UX really hasn't changed all that much. Now, I've seen at least a half a dozen blog posts about some designer who wants to, you know, redesign Craigslist and make it better. And a lot of times it it does. But people have gotten so used to the way it functions that to change it would be catastrophic. People would stop using it. Yeah. So. Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to get us on that. No, no, no. That's fine. I mean, we're still talking about websites. But um, I think those, those categories that you mentioned are critical. Um, you know, there's the, the, the user experience aspect of a website. There's the user interface, you know, the visual design. There's the back end and how it all uh, functions and comes together. And the content. The mm-hmm. content is absolutely critical. Right. And so if you're on the lower end of a website budget, you're probably not getting the fullest extent of every single one of those no. areas of expertise. No, I mean, the, the online brochure, the first one, there's really not content there outside of what you do and I mean, there is, you. but you don't have to consider it as, as heavily. And it's not fluid. It's, it's pretty much once it's there, it's there, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you're going to need to come up with something for your about page, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, who you're about. I still think regardless of what level website you're on, I still think you need to consider those things that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Ooh. which is, you know, who's your target audience? Mm-hmm. What's your mission statement? You know, right. why do you exist? Right. And what is it you want people to do when they come to your site? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that goes for any of the levels. But... 
I, you know, as I was putting the notes together for this uh, episode, I was thinking about some of the companies that I've come across that use Facebook as their website. And, you know, I think for some things that's okay. I mean, I don't recommend it. You know, yes, you can do it. Um, But I think one of the things that you run the risk of is people not taking you as a legitimate business uh, because there is something psychological about a website that says, I'm an established business, I'm legitimate. You know, even though I don't have a brick and mortar location, I'm for real. And what's the yeah. first thing people do when they hear your business? They're going to go Google it. And if you have just a Facebook page, it may or may not show up on Google at all. And Correct. Now, I've seen some no. uh, companies, you know, some businesses uh, use Facebook effectively as their sort of home base. I mean, if you're running a food truck, Maybe a Facebook page is all you need, you know, or an Instagram account. But if you're a plastic surgeon, <laughs> I don't recommend that. Joe's you know? Plastic Surgeon Shop. <laughs> I mean, really, if, you know, if you looked up this plastic surgeon and they didn't have a website, would you go to them? No. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So I think it has to do with maybe the nature of your business. But generally, I recommend that people have a real website and sure. not just use social media. Now, social media is great. It's a great supplement to your website. But I see the website as sort of the core of your marketing strategy online. Mm-hmm. Correct. I agree with you. And I'm I a social too. media person. So. <laughs> um, now, we covered this a little bit um, in uh, Podcast 8, you know, should I build my own website? And I think, you know, for the most part, I would recommend going and listening to that podcast to find we out. We decided the answer was no, right? Uh, no, <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> you can. Absolutely you can. Well, you can, but should you? Um, well, you, if you go and listen to that podcast, yes. there's a whole series of questions that you should ask yourself before launching into that. Yes. Um, but let's say you decide, okay, um, I want to build my own website. And because I have a very limited budget, I'm just starting out. Um, there are options for you. And there are options that are, I'll call free-ish, they're not absolutely free, but they're as close to free as you can possibly get. Now, uh, Google has a website builder that you can use. So if you have a Google account, mm-hmm. a Gmail account, you can go in there and use their website builder and build yourself a website. Uh, Vistaprint, uh, the, the online uh, printer, mm-hmm. uh, they have a feature where you can build your own website. Yeah. Um, WebsiteBuilder.com is another one. And there's lots of them out there. Now, where you may run into a little bit of money is you may have to pay for hosting. Sure. You know, for the site to be hosted, uh, you may if it's a like a really free site, you may have to put up with ads. There'll be ads oh, for other that. people yeah. on yeah. your site. Nah, that's not cool. In my uh, opinion. I don't know. I don't think it's cool either. But you know, if you're looking to get out for twenty so, bucks, so, but, <laughs> so I almost begs this question: Is it worth building a, one with a free site like that? Or would you suggest don't build one at all? I don't recommend that. I'm just yeah. saying there are some options. Well, no, I'm just I, I'm just asking you know for, uh, for the people that are getting free right. websites, we should be telling like, them no, don't get it. You can well, WordPress. You can set up a free WordPress site. Yes. Now it can't be a business site, mm-hmm. right? Squarespace is the same way. You can have uh, a a website there for very little money, but if you want to go to a business site, it jumps up. That's the price, the yeah. price jumps up. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense because you're going to be using this the website as your business to market yourself and to generate revenue. So why Question wouldn't that. you make an investment in that? Sure. Right? It's a marketing tool now. If you just if you just want to blog, go get a free WordPress site and blog away. 
you know, well, or Blogger for that matter. Or, if you're going to get mm-hmm. onto that, is right. Blogger still around? Uh, they got absorbed into um, Google. Yeah, yeah. There's a big te- surprise. They're technically still around. <laughs> a but big surprise. Google swallowing somebody yeah. up. Yeah, right. Um, so that's the freeish end of it, and you know, for that level, I'd say your investment is anywhere between no money and about two hundred bucks. Okay. And um, that's a you know, for some people, that's where they need to start. Uh, then getting up to the next level, which I'm going to call inexpensive to moderate investment. Um, that's, you know, Squarespace, Wix, WordPress, you know, uh, those platforms which are well established. Um, and you can build a site yourself or you can hire a web designer to build you as simple or as complex platform. site as you want on a WordPress platform. Squarespace and Wix, because they're, they're templated, uh, they are a little bit limited, although they're getting better all the time. And have, adding have you features. actually built Squarespace sites for people? I, my site is a Squarespace. No, I mean for others, uh, for other people. Oh I yes, mean, yes, I have. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so my site's a Squarespace site. I have built Squarespace sites for other um, some of my clients, and it's they have a limited budget, mm-hmm. and they're more at the level of online brochure, or maybe just a little bit more than an online brochure. Mm-hmm. So that more than meets their needs, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that investment depends on what you need as in regards to your site. But I would say for an investment at that mid-level, you're talking $500 to $5,000. And okay. again, it, it's, it's a, a range, wide yeah. range. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, I've seen some WordPress sites go up a little bit higher, too, mm-hmm. if you're putting in a lot of bells and whistles. And sure. I'm sure I imagine it depends on what you're adding to it. Yeah. I think the coding is what takes a lot well, of time. The, the WordPress, the Word, yeah. WordPress platform itself has a certain amount of features, but the thing about WordPress is because it's an open platform, meaning anybody can develop for it, um, there's thousands and thousands of plugins. Mm -hmm. So if you want a certain functionality, like you want a live chat feature Mm -hmm. or you want a calendar feature, um, that's a plugin. So anytime you add a plugin to the WordPress platform, it creates a little bit more complexity going to cost a little bit more to have it developed time it's yeah time. And, and, and sometimes it, it runs into conflicts with other things too i've, I've run into yes. that before so and here's the key and this is why the, this range is so wide is because a website is especially one at a marketing level it's not set it and forget it mm-hmm. so especially with wordpress you know um wordpress updates are coming out all the time plugin updates are coming out all the time you need to keep on top updates, of those yeah. right uh, because it can create some security issues if you don't, or it can create issues where things stop functioning. You know, so, like, so, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna, one day you go to your site and your chat feature is not working anymore because you didn't update it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's the I see that all the time. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> what's the next me. step above that moderate? All right. So this is what I'm calling the expensive level, I guess, or the highest level investment, and that is a custom built site to your specifications and needs. And that is where you work with a developer and a designer to create something from scratch. Uh, and that is like going and getting a custom-made suit. Mm-hmm. You know, you pick out the cloth, they measure you, they fit it to your specifications, and it's made for you. Gotcha. And these are complex sites. They require custom logic, custom design. They have security considerations, some of the things we were talking about before. Um, and you use these sites and you don't really realize how complex they are until you stop sure. and think about it. Right. Like, wow, this I'm looks sure like a lot I'm sure of work. <laughs> I'm sure it's like what we talked in the past podcasts, you know, a well-built site is so seamless that you don't even realize it. Sort of right. like a, a well-lit photograph or a, or a well-done social media campaign. Mm-hmm. Well, seamless. I have uh, 
I have a client right now that I'm doing or developing a website for, and the price point is around $5,000. Very simple site, mm-hmm. right? I have another client that I'm developing their site for. It's an $85,000 site. Mm-hmm. This is a custom-built site with a ton of custom logic in it. It's going to be a wonderful uh, tool for them to use, mm-hmm. but it's you know it's taking months to develop. There's you know there's a team of about eight people involved in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very complex thing, but it's right for them. It's the exact right thing for them. Having so. a team of that size at that price almost sounds like a steal to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's on on my end of it on the development of design there's there's two team members mm-hmm. on their side is where the bulk of it is okay. so but they've still, got a, that's a good that's a good to have all those people on your side and i mm-hmm. think that's something people don't think about yeah i mean yeah. It, it's when you're getting up to that level of complexity you do need people to handle all those moving parts so you mentioned an important one not too long ago and it was just content mm-hmm. you know um, you know i Part of my process when I when I develop a website is a prototype, so it's like a, a interactive wireframe, mm-hmm. and we have spent four months developing this interactive wireframe. This you know this website uh, easily has 150 unique pages on it. Wow! So I'm not going to get that be- for 400 dollars, right? No. Be- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. So so hopefully that answers the question of you know how much you spend on a website. It's like well, what do you want it to do? Sure. You know, what's involved in it? What's your content? What's your mission, your goals? And what do you want people to do when they come to the site? So mm-hmm. it could be anywhere from zero to a hundred thousand dollars, you know? Right. And yeah. like anything it's else, not always you, apples to apples. You, you, Is that you, the same? Know. I don't know. Uh, apples, apples to oranges. oranges. Yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. Cliches. <laughs> Basically, you got to make sure you're not looking for a Cadillac for the cost of a, a Hyundai. You yeah. know, that's what it comes right. down to. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, and like we've said in, in several of these podcasts about, well, how much should I spend on this, that, and the other, it really comes down to what works for you, what's mm-hmm. going to work for your business, mm-hmm. what's going to be the best tool to market yourself with. Sure. Uh, and that may be something at the inexpensive level or maybe something at the higher end, but mm-hmm. it's got it's to be right for you. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we're at the end of our podcast. Okay. Time for a shameless self promotion plug. Shameless self promotion. Yes. So uh, we'd love to thank our host today. Uh, the, the the venue that we're recording this from is Rooms and Works, which is a co work and living space in Providence, Rhode Island. It's a great place. Yes, we really like it here. And there's uh, dogs. There's dogs. dogs, So that makes Alicia Alicia loves dogs. Uh, So they are a dog friendly co working space, and you can find them online at roomsandworks.com. And Alicia's going to tell us about some of the things that the Marketing Essentials team is doing. All right. So, guys, check us out at marketingessentialsteam.com. We have a whole list of podcasts and resources there for you, including our our February webinar we had. Yep. And pictures of us if you care to see what we look like um (laughs) and then also we have a facebook page so you can log on there but we also have a facebook group uh facebook page is marketing essentials team we have a business uh marketing support group little roadie marketing just uh search that on facebook and it's kind of a forum where businesses can talk about their successes their wins their challenges frustrations and other you know network with other local businesses it's a great resource uh if you are involved in marketing in any fashion yeah, even if you're just a business trying to figure out how to market, how to market yourself, yourself. Yeah, absolutely yeah. Yeah. ask away absolutely so having said that i think uh, we've come to the conclusion of today's podcast 
And as always, thank you for joining us. And uh, oh, one one more thing before we uh, finish up here: <laughs> make sure you subscribe to our iTunes podcast so you can get these things come as they come out. Uh, you can do that on our website. So, all right. With that, thank you guys. Thank you. Bye. Have a good day.